God's people. It's not a good idea to come against God's people. So God sets people in places at certain times to do warfare. Do you know that? He's going to set you. He's going to go, okay, you want to move that way? All right. And he'll move you in a position or move things in a position for warfare to happen. He wants to stop the enemy from advancing. And the enemy wants to stop you from advancing. So there is a war. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They fight against each other. Dark versus light. Good versus bad. Good guys versus the bad guys. Some say it's against God and the devil. Yes. But can I just say, if you look at the account, God never even got off the chair. He's not even get off his throne to kick the enemy out of heaven. He had one of his angels do his light work. Just so that you know, and I'm sure you do, 2,000 years ago, Jesus beat the devil up real bad with a wooden stick. So, just so you know, it's not really, a, it's not a fair fight, never was. God's amazing. So, just so that you know. But we are the ones now put in charge. And just to give you a quick history lesson, if you remember, now just remember, the, the enemy came down, Adam was in charge, the enemy tricked Adam and Eve, got the the charge of everything jesus came back and said no 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 i'm giving it back gave it to you and i so we according to matthew have keys to the kingdom we are allowed to bind and loose we have the power by authority given to us by christ jesus from what he did on calvary that's the wooden stick to bind and to loose so god has a job for you to do my wife said everything has to be covered in prayer. We like things covered in prayer because, you know, that's how things happen from the spiritual to the natural. If you don't understand that, then I'm just I'm just kind of talking like Charlie Brown's teacher. Wah, 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 wah. But how things really start happening is you begin to pray them in the spirit and then they start taking place in the natural. Help me, somebody, because there's people that don't like what the church is doing because they're working for the bad guys. The enemy doesn't want you to continue to pray. He doesn't want you to go forward in God's call for your life because you might do something radical. Do I got any radical people in the building today? You might start yourself a shelter. You might start feeding the poor. You might stop people from doing sex trafficking. Good Lord, you might do something good. You might raise money and give it away. The hope of the world is found in this book. Remember, the Old Testament was a do covenant. The New Testament is a say covenant. So if you'll start saying, and the worst yet, believing what you're saying, when you bind something, it's bound. It's done. When you loose something, it's free. It's loosed. I heard a story, and I, I love this story. They say it's true. I wasn't there, but they say, they say it's true. There was a, a big meeting going on, and the minister that was ministering, this uh, man came in, and I, I, I've had this happen, but it didn't happen quite this way. But the man came in, and the enemy was all over the man, and just he started manifesting weird stuff. Nobody likes to see that. Nobody wants that. But again, now think about what I'm saying. The enemy wants to get your focus off of God and the promise and onto the problem and the mess. Are you with me today? So this man is just, you know, it's kind of like the Tasmanian. You can just picture Bugs Bunny. <laughs> but anyway, 
So he's, you know, doing his thing. And this minister says, I take authority over you in Jesus' name. Sit yourself down and shut up in the name of Jesus. This guy goes, ah, ah, ah. So he's sitting in the chair and he starts going. And so he says, shut up in Jesus. This guy's sitting here like this. So then this guy does this. This is amazing. There's several hundred people in this auditorium, I guess. I don't know, maybe four or five hundred. I don't know how many people are there. I don't have the count. But he says, listen, we have the power, according to the kingdom of God, to bind and loose. I just bound what's happening to this wonderful individual here. We love, God loves him. How many believe that? And everybody, oh, yes, praise God, but I'm scared. Okay, well, you know. <laughs> so he says, listen, we're about to set him free. We're going to cast this, this demon out of him. And just so that you know, that demon's going to be looking for another home. And everybody's just, just like this. They're quite, oh. We're going to give an altar call right now. And if you have, don't have Christ in your heart, he can look for residence with you. But if you have Jesus, he can't come in there. And people are like, I want saved. Don't, dear God. <laughs> he said the altar was just rushed with people. He led all these people to Jesus and then set this guy free. The guy, you know, gets totally free and delivered. And the church service goes on and everybody just celebrates. What I'm telling you is this. There's a fight. And the enemy is wanting to get you off course. He's wanting to get you distracted. He's wanting to get you strategically to go, you know what? I can't make this. If you bind it, it's bound. If you loose it, it's free. You see, the Bible says when the enemy comes against you one way, he's got to leave seven. I mean, you just scatter him. It's just kind of like Dawn dishwashing liquid hitting grease. All the housewives are going, preach it. <laughs> Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Let's get back to Joshua. Joshua 10, 6 and 7 says, The men of Gibeon quickly sent messengers to Joshua at his camp in Gilgal. Don't abandon your servants now, they pleaded. Come at once. Save us. Help us. For all of the Amorite kings who live in the hill country have joined forces to attack us. So Joshua and his entire army, turn to your neighbor and say his whole gang, including his best warriors, left Gilgal and set out for Gibeon. Now this is a 40 mile journey. So just so that you know, this isn't like, oh, going to get some sugar. Okay, can't go to the neighbor's house. 40 miles, going to take him. But he's taken everybody that he's supposed to take. So this is our second thought. Help is on the way. They cried out and help is on the way. My friends, if you cry out, it is not God turning a deaf ear. Help is on the way. He is sending help just like you can believe that you can bind and you can loose. If you call his name, help is on the way. Are you in the building today? God is not going to abandon you. He says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or seed begging bread. Help is on the way. Whenever God wants to do something in your life, whenever he wants to move you somewhere, somehow, he puts or sends, now listen to me now, he sends a man or woman of God to go and minister to you. He'll send people. It might, and you might be, oh, he hasn't done that. His spirit, his Holy Spirit then will minister, somehow he will get you ministered to. They're going to give you a word or going to encourage you. Have you ever gotten a word right at a time when you were like scraping the bottom? 
you felt like you could play hand, handball in the gutter. You know what I'm saying? You're just like, oh, I'm low. God is going to help you. Help is on the way. You know why? So many times we can't work out very well unless we have a coach. Now, for years before I was a pastor, I managed a fitness center, was a competitive bodybuilder, did all kinds of stuff, get it, all that stuff. And when Kim wants to work out, she'll say, I need you to make me out of program. And my, I don't have any problem making her out of program. But what I do is I, I get on this coach hat and then I'm like, come on, Kim, come on, give me three more. Give me three more. And she's like, you get out of here. <laughs> no, she does. She really actually listens, but I've kind of put hurt on her. Not thinking, because I almost think it's like me, or uh, and she's by no means a dude. But you know what I'm saying? A coach will push you to where you probably won't go yourself. If you were running with someone, or you're training with someone, you'll tend to want to stay up with them. Come on, because they're with you. I mean, there's times I didn't know how to, I, you know, I couldn't, uh, I wasn't good at rac- I lettered in tennis, but I never played racquetball. That little blue ball can hurt. What do you do? Oh, you hit it as hard as you can like this. Okay. It comes back at you. Yeah, that'll do that. But you start playing with someone that just can beat you like 21 to 2. And after about six times of playing them, now it's 21 to 15. Or next thing you know, before you know it, you're, you're beating them or making them. Because that coach will pull things out of you. Isn't that what the body of Christ does? That's what pastors are supposed to do. They're equipping the saints. They're pulling things out of you. Because God wants you to get on track. Sometimes to go up, we need to go down. Sometimes we just send out emails. My wife was trying to tell you, maybe we should do some knee mails. Maybe we should just start praying. Remember, what you feed on grows, what you starve dies. What is coming in that's causing you stress or strife? Starve it. What can you put in your system that will cause you peace? Feed it. The more you are with God, the more you like him. The more you are with someone, the more. It does matter who you hang out with. If your kids, you know, I I would always tell my kids if they went somewhere, I would believe they would be the change agents. They don't mold and morph into something that's not who they are, but they will pull people in with them that are doing godly things or they'll see God in them and they'll want to do that. That's what we believed and that's the way we raised them. The more you train, the better you get. The more you train, the better you get. Come on. I'm going to Mr. Miyagi you this morning. A wax on, a wax off. No, 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 no. Always look guy. Daniel-san, come on. You know, I want you to understand something. If God is with you, God is in you, God is for you, God wants to train you, he wants to help you, you can get through this. He's strategically going to order your steps. The Bible says the steps of a good man, and it's not talking just men, that's just talking mankind, are ordered of the Lord. Are ordered of the Lord. Are ordered of the Lord. You put that in your heart, out of the abundance of the heart, the Bible says the mouth speaks. If I had a tube of toothpaste up here, and I squeeze it, what comes out? Toothpaste, unless you're Willy Wonka, you know, something else. But toothpaste. Toothpaste comes out because that's what's in it. 
It's the same principle. You put God in it when you're under pressure and you're getting squeezed. Guess what comes out? God comes out. Because now what's inside you is, okay, do you want to do that? you want to force that? Thank you, God. It is those things that are in your heart in the times that you need them. you got to put them in when the times you don't need them. Come on. The game is won on the practice field, not the playing field. They had to get on the practice field and learn the plays. They had to get and learn the discipline. They had to get the mindset. Here's what I do. Here's what you do. Give me the ball. Let me do it. I remember telling my coach, he said, we need to get that in the end zone. I said, give me the ball. I want the ball. And he said, that's great, but we need some blockers. And then I got guys going, I'm blocking. I'm doing it. I couldn't get to the end zone without blockers. Everybody does their job. Joshua 10, 7 and 8, let's keep going. Joshua and his entire army, including his best warriors, left. Gilgal set out for Gibeon. Don't be afraid of them, the Lord said to Joshua, for I have given you victory over them. Not a single one of them will be able to stand up to you. That's pretty cool. Now, again, think about what we were just talking about in a chess game. God's ordering Joshua's saying, okay, you're messing with God's people. God says, go ahead. They're not going to get away. He's about to issue a checkmate. He's about to say, all right, here's what we're doing. Notice that Joshua didn't take everybody. He took the warriors. He took the army. He took the ones that aren't afraid to fight. You can't take people to fight with you that don't want to fight. You can't take people, they want things to happen, but they don't want to pray. That's how things happen. That's how demons come out of people. You pray, you speak. That's how that happens. How do people get healed? Well, God does the healing. I just got to pray for somebody this last week, and I had to tell the nurse. I said, she told me everything that was wrong. I said, okay, if it's all right with you, I'm going to do this anyway. I said, I'm going to pray live. She just goes, okay. I said, I'm going to speak life to this person. She's like, all right. And she said, well, you know, this is part of their brain is this way or whatever. And I said, I'm going to speak to that too. Okay. That's what she says. So this is what I said. I said, listen, here's my job. And I'm looking at her right in the face. I said, my job is to do what he says. My job is to pray and believe. I'll give my boss the results and let him do that. And she goes, okay. So she's sitting right there. I mean, I'm just like, I don't. Have you ever felt like where I don't care? I don't care if you care what you think I'm doing is right, wackadoo or whatever. I'm going to pray. So I just put hands on this person and this person as I pray went. They're in a coma. They're not supposed to go like that. They jerked just a couple times. I don't know if that means anything, but you know, here's the bottom line. Now, I want you to understand. I want you to hear me, and I want you to hear me well. Not my job. My job is to pray and believe. My job is to confess with my mouth, believe with my heart, and do not doubt. Those are the three things I do. My boss's job is to go, I got you covered, Gleason. I got you. You're my boy. Let's do this. That's his job. I don't do his job and listen to me. He don't do my job. And if I don't do my job, he can't do his job. Help me, somebody. Joshua's not going to take warriors that won't get out of bed. 
Well, I just don't want to get up because <sighs> he's not going to take people that just complain all the time. He's not going to take people that are selfish. He's not going to take people that say, you know what, I just don't want to do. I don't want to serve. I don't want to do that. Nobody's going to force you to do anything. But what I'm telling you is God's kingdom is about serving. It's what it's about. I can't change the book, but Jesus served. Matter of fact, the only way we're getting to heaven is because he served. He laid down his life for you and me. We want people that will connect, follow, discover, and serve. So they can say, I mean, I don't know what your position would be, and just do whatever God says. It may not be, to you it might be little, but to God it's huge. Just be obedient. He took people of war. That's what Joshua did. He didn't take people that said, well, I would fight you, but I have my good genes on. And I just can't fight in these good jeans. Some of them are a little tight and I can't move. So you're lucky. No, he's going to take people that say, let's dance. Let's dance. We just watched uh, a movie the other day and it was in a Captain America Winter Soldier. And this dude's about to fight the, the Falcon guy. And the Falcon, you know, the guy's sitting there and this guy's like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to put pain on you. I'm going to, and that's just like the enemy. I'm going to do this. And this Falcon guy says, dude, shut up. He said more than that, but that's all you're hearing from me. (laughs) But what I'm saying is there's going to be a time. I mean, there's, this is, the enemy wants to distract you. I'm telling you, I've done stuff. And in the enemy He's, you know, just like he wants to get you distracted. I'm just, I'm going to tell you something. This is, this is what you need to be doing. And this is, I, I feel I'm supposed to share it, but I don't really know how. Anyway. I was in a, well, I'll make a long story short. I was in, I was in a local restaurant here in Marion many years ago. And we were outnumbered, me and another guy. And these people were not nice. There were five of them. They were not nice. And they were going to fight. There was nobody there that would stop it. And don't you always wish that somebody would just, hey, guys, we're not going to. We're not fighting here. No, we're not going to do that. Nobody would do that. I kept saying, I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight. And these guys just kept it. So basically, they wouldn't let me go. I tried to leave. It pushed me back up against the counter. There's families in this place. Make a long story short, I just did something that I think God will take what the enemy wants to use for harm and turn around for good. Well, I don't know how to say this and make this sound good. (laughs) But all I did was distract him. All I did is I looked to the door and I said, Officer, thank goodness you're here. And the guy turned around and, bam! (laughs) Party's on! (laughs) And then the whole place of people, ah! You know, but it was too late then. But what I'm saying is, That's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to distract you and get you off the mark. I tried to leave. You won't make me leave. Okay, we're dancing then. So, I'm not provoking. You just let the Lord discern however you want to go with that. Is there any crazy people in the building today? Come on, somebody like me that's just like, all right. You see, the devil doesn't fight fair. He doesn't fight fair. And you, if you're waiting on, let's make this fair, don't be doing that. Because he ain't going to fight fair. 
You need to be saying, oh, 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 man, that's great. Angels just showed up. As soon as they turn around, bam, do whatever you got to do. Because he's a slime ball, and he'll, he'll fight you. And how many know he'll fight you in the middle of the night? He'll put thoughts in your mind. You won't be able to sleep. You'll wake up in a cold sweat. You'll wake up almost out of breath because he is trying to torment you. He is not. I'm telling you what he's doing. He's strategically trying to get in front of what God is putting you there for. Some of you are against attack. There's a reason. Because there are good things coming. There are breakthroughs coming. And I'm not trying to be cliche. Oh, just wait till your breakthrough. Ooh, ooh, ooh. All you need to do. We're going to receive another offering and you can just give for a breakthrough. Quit that noise. I'm telling you, your breakthrough starts because you believe it in your heart and you speak out of your mouth and you take authority over what's going on in your room. You see, the enemy is going to try to steal your joy. He's going to try to make you weak. The joy of the Lord is my strength. If he gets my joy, he gets my strength. I get weak, he's going to take me out. He wants to take you out. It's strategy. Look at your neighbor and say, it's too late for that. The Bible says not to grow weary in well-doing and you'll reap if you do not faint. You see, that's part of his tactic. That's what the enemy wants to do. Sleep deprived. You can't sleep. You're agitated. You're snappy. You don't have any patience. You get upset easy. You're depressed. You're agitated, aggravated, ready to quit. All of these things because he's trying to find the sources that give you what you need. We all need sleep. We all need good nutrition. But most of all, we all need God. He's going to try to attack those areas. You've got to take people with you that know how to fight. You might have to assemble your children. Hey, we need to have a family meeting. You might have to say, look, this is what's been happening. This is what we have been this and we've been that. I don't know what needs to happen, but you need to take people to a fight that aren't afraid to fight. Look at verse 8. Do not be afraid of them, the Lord said to Joshua, for I have. Turn to your neighbor and say, have. God says, I have given you the victory over them. Not a single one of them will be able to stand up against you. He didn't say, I'm going to. He didn't say, I might. He didn't say, if you do this, I could. He said, I have. God is already telling you good things in your future. He has. It's done. It's over. The enemy is just trying to get you to fight something that's already been won. The biggest fight between your ears is in your mind. The devil's going to tell you you're going to die. You're not going to make it. This is going to happen to you, and then this is going to happen to you, and then this. And he'll play the what-if game. What if this happens? What if they say that? What if this? What if that? Woo! Take what's behind the curtain. Your grandpa died of cancer. You're this and this and this and your father and this and this is going to happen to you. It's just going to come down the line. No, let me tell you something, enemy. Maybe you didn't get the memo, but it stops here. It's not happening here. I bind it because I have the authority according to my father. Help me because Jesus died on the cross. First Peter 2.24 says, by his stripes, I'm already healed. That stuff's not coming to me. We're stopping it now. I'm going to live a long, fulfilling life. I cast my care on him. The Bible talks about 120 years. I don't know about you. If God will let me live it, I'm going to live 120 of those puppies. Smooching that woman all the way around. 
Here's our third thought. I'm going to get you back on track now. Oh, he's going to kiss her. Oh, 120 times. No, 120 years. You've got to show up for the fight. If there's going to be a fight and you've got to take people that will fight with you, you've got to show up. Everybody in, in a world today, we want everybody to do our fighting for us. You know, people call me in. Pastor, I need you to come in. There's weird things happening in our house. These things are happening. Can you come and you test this thing? God, I just need you to come. Okay, I'll come. Will they leave? You betcha. But so will I. So when I leave, they might come back. What are you doing to stop it? You're going to have to take authority. Because it's not my house. I mean, I, I've been out in people's yards. Would you pray over our yard? There's just all kinds of things happening in the house. Pray over our yard. I... I you know, and I don't really care if I have olive oil or whatever. I had Crisco. They handed me a jug of Crisco. Would you go out in the yard and anoint the yard? This is a true story. I'm out in the yard and I'm like, all right. You know, so I'm out there. And I'm like, Father, we just claim this yard for Jesus. And I'm throwing oil with this. If you can just picture a bottle of Crisco, I'm throwing oil and I'm speaking in tongues. And then I, I'm, I'm just, I'm talking out loud. And I look, have you ever knew somebody was watching you? I saw him like shake a bubble. I look over there and here's the neighbor, not like Wilson from tool man, but just. And so I'm like, you know, in the middle of a swing of Crisco and I look over, they're all staring at me like, oh, my. And then I thought, I don't live here. Shaka bubble. Principle is this. You got to take authority of your own spot, man. You got to take authority of your house. You got to take authority. My son just bought a house. I said, go to every window, go to every door, go to every closet, put some oil on that puppy, grab your wife and say, in Jesus name, this will be a house of God. Nothing that's not of God will come into this place. Peace and God will rule and reign in this place. And you take authority over that and then watch God just do what he does. But you got to do what you're supposed to do. You have to show up. I'm just asking, have you practiced your victory dance? <laughs> Maybe you don't have one. You better get one. Some of you are like, I've never been to church like this. The battle is the Lord's. The victory. He's going to give you the victory for his glory. You just need to celebrate it. Do the victory dance. Well... The devil's going to try to make it your fight. It's not your fight. Jesus already beat the devil. You just have to submit to him and let God do what he needs to do. Joshua 10, 9, he traveled all night from Gilgal. He took the Amorite armies by surprise. And here's our fourth thought. It's not going to take long to finish this up. Do it. You got to put some action. You got to show up and you got to put some action behind your faith. Faith without works, the Bible says, is dead. Sometimes, now listen to me, how many have ever went to college? How many ever pulled an all-nighter? You know what an all-nighter is? That's when you got a test the next day and you really either haven't studied or maybe you have depending on what course it is and you're going to study all night and you're going to drink Starbucks and you're going to do whatever it takes to stay awake even if it's toothpicks propped up in your eyes. You're going to do whatever you got because you got to take that exam the next day. 
Can I say this? And, and in a, we're living in a society, we like everything like this. Microwave, nuke it, nuke it, give me fast, give me fast. How come it's taking more than two minutes to get my burgers and McDonald's? What's your problem? We got everything where we want. We want serve, 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 serve. But Jesus, again, we are supposed to serve. You might have to pull an all-nighter. You might, you know, this is what I, I have done. And I'm not telling you you have to do this. But if I get woke up, and I know it's an attack. Then he's going to pay. I'm going to say that one more time. If I get woke up and I know it's an attack. In other words, I'm in torment. I'm bombarded with scary thoughts of, oh, what if the, oh, no. I know that I'm being, okay. This is where I'm going to do what the Falcon did. Shut up. And now, Okay. I'm going to take what I need to go to the fight and I'm going to show up and now I'm going to put some action with it. You need to understand the enemy doesn't quit because he's nice. He quits because you make him. Do you hear it? He quits because you make him. You shut him up. You shut the bully up, the demons go away. Well, they try to come back again, they're stupid like that. But you have, you have authority and greater is he that's in you. So what are you saying? I'm saying you get on your feet and you make war. If you're saying, I'm too tired, then lay in bed and make war. But you make war. Make him pay. Because I want the enemy to know, we better not wake him up anymore. Because this is not good. Make him pay. So you start doing this. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for God, you are with me. Your rod and staff, they comfort me. And you start quoting scripture. Father, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. God, I, you've made me the head. I'm not the tail. I'm more than a conqueror. Father, your blood runs through my veins. God, I take authority over this house. I take authority. And you begin to start quoting scripture. And then you know what the enemy's doing? Hey, 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 hey. He starts backing up. I heard a story of a, a matter of fact, I guess it was Lester Summerall. How many have ever heard of Lester Summerall? If I'm not mistaken, this is how the story went. He got woken up by the enemy at night. And the enemy just was just tormenting him. And then the bed started shaking. Boom, 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 boom. Vibrating the bed. Boom, boom. And the bed scooted clear across the floor. And he laid there and he said fear took over him. And he's just like, <gasps> like that. And then the Lord came and said, basically, Lester. And he said, all right. So he stayed in bed and he started saying, hey, hey, you shut up. And he started giving scripture just like I'm telling you. He started quoting scripture and the bed stopped and everything left. And he goes, wait a minute. Move the bed back. <laughs> True story. And, and, and nothing happened. And he said, in Jesus' name, move the bed back. He said, the bed went boom, 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 boom. Went all the way back. He said, now leave me alone. And he turned off the light and he went back to sleep. I'm telling you today, you have authority to do just that. And it's God that's telling you what you need to know. The enemy wants to lie to you, wants to tell you all the stuff. Once you start quoting scripture, guess what he's going to do? Bye, Felicia. <laughs> he's going to say, you trained in martial arts. 
You'd be like Bruce Lee. Ha, be water, my friend. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the Bible says that Mary Hart does good like medicine. I'm helping you today get some joy. How about that? <laughs> the joy of the Lord is your strength. Raise your hand if you need some more strength. All right. Raise your hand if you wish the person next to you had not raised their hand. <laughs> Sorry. Joshua 10.10. The Lord threw them into a panic. The Israelites slaughtered great numbers of them at, at Gibeon. Then the Israelites chased the enemy along the road uh, to Beth Horon and killing them all along the way to uh, Zekah and to Mechleda. Now listen, while you're calling on the Lord, he's sending the enemy into a panic. You can't see over there, but again, this is the power of prayer and binding and loosing. This is God fighting where you can't fight. Because he's like, you just do what you're supposed to do. I'll do what I'm supposed to do. Remember when they sent the praisers first? Send the pra- that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But God said, again, he's ordering steps. He's strategically saying, here's what you're going to do. Jehoshaphat, send these guys out there. And that's not the story we're reading today. But when he did that, sent the whole enemy into a panic. I'm telling you, if you'll do what I'm teaching you today, God's going to send the enemy into a panic. He's going to send the enemy into, oh, oh no, oh no, we gotta stop Kim from praying. We gotta stop Dave. We gotta stop Jim. We gotta stop Sal. We gotta, so don't wake them up in the middle of the night, dear Lord. Oh no, they're using scripture again. You gotta start understanding. You, he's doing things when you can't see things. According to Mark, I'm telling you, you believe you receive when you pray because he's on the other end doing things. There's so many times I got a lot to say. Sometimes I just need to shut up and not say stuff. Anybody got something to say? <laughs> Sometimes they're like, oh, I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. Some of us better not because we only got a few pieces left. <laughs> you need to battle in prayer. We need to pray and obey and then say and then stay out of the way and everything will be okay. Wow. Pray, obey, say, stay out of the way, it'll be okay. Joshua 10 and 11, and we're going to get this thing more towards the end here. As the Amorites retreated down the road from Beth Horon, the Lord destroyed them with a terrible hailstorm from heaven that continued until they reached Azekah. The hail killed more of the enemy than the Israelites killed with the sword. Now, some versions will say it came to pass, but if you study this, this hailstorm happened in July. It happened in... They're not expecting that. Can you imagine the army? What? What the hail? I said hail. But it killed more of them than they did with the sword. What I'm trying to tell you is he might not send hail, might not need to, but he will deal with your enemies. We believe we receive You know, as you go home, it's too cold or hot in your house, you set the thermostat. When you walk away, if it was 60 and it was too cold, you set it up to 70 or whatever you're having at 68. I don't know. If it's too hot, you, you, know, you, you adjust that. When you walk away from that, you don't have a fear that it won't reach that temperature. But what's going to happen is now because you set the thermostat, 
that furnace is going to kick on or the cooler is going to kick on your air unit and it's going to get that house to the temperature. That's how faith works. You have to set that thermostat. You have to go and set it. You have to do your job and set it. Believe you receive. When you walk away from that, it's just a matter. Now, come on. It's just a matter of that getting to the temperature because you called it. You set it. You did your job. And now daddy's going to do his. That's the way that works. Joshua 10, 12, and 15. And guess what? We are almost done. We have one more point and we're done. Are you getting anything? On the day the Lord gave the Israelites victory over the, uh, the Amorites, Joshua prayed to the Lord in front of all the people of Israel. It's like praying in front of a nurse, only he had a lot more people. Okay, this is what he said. Now listen, let the sun stand still over Gibeon and the moon over the valley of Egypt. I don't know if I say that right. Elijah, Ajijah, over that one place. So the sun stood still and the moon stayed in, in place until the nation of Israel had defeated its enemies. In this event, uh, is this event not recorded in the book of, of Jashar? The sun stayed in the middle of the sky, did not set as a normal day. The Lord is, uh, or there has never been a day like this uh, one before or since when the Lord answered such a prayer. Surely the Lord fought for Israel that, that day. Then Joshua and the Israelite army returned to their camp at Gilgal. So Joshua talked to God. He got his instructions from God. He talked to God and God said, they're not going to even make it. I got this. So it's our last point for this morning. And I got to finish this up because we took a little more on the praise set, but it's all good. You must speak to your mountain. That's your job. You have to speak to your mountain. What we do is we tell God about our mountain. We say, God, you need to do this. God, you need to bring in finances. Why don't you speak to the finances? Why don't you ask God for a concept or an idea to bring finances into your home? Why don't you start saying, God, what could I put my hand to? And you start speaking to that mountain. You see, Joshua needed more time. Have you ever felt like there's, you're this far in life? Now, Kim and I have talked about that. I'm, you know, 56 years old. I wish I was at this point or this had happened more. You ever feel like that? We're like, I wish I had more. I wish this was more. Or, you know, if you're on the weight loss train like I've been on, I'm like, I, I wish this. But you have to start doing this because the enemy wants to get you on the problem. He wants to get you off the promise and on the problem. But if you'll focus on the promise, you'll start forgetting the problem. I'll say it again. If you focus on the promise, you'll start forgetting the promise. The problem, because this is what happened. David and Goliath, how many remember that? And they said, listen, he's too big. He's too big for you to hit. David said this. No, oh, he's too big for me to miss. You see the difference in attitude? He's so big. <laughs> you know, David said, that's a, that's a great target, man. Sweet. That's like Red Rover, Red Rover, send Fat Albert over. <laughs> Trip that boy before he gets to the line. That's what I'm saying. See, David gets five stones. Give your neighbor a high five. He releases his faith. He hits Goliath between the headlights and then cuts off Goliath's head with Goliath's sword. I'm telling you, God's going to help you get your enemy just like David. And you can show everybody you can really get ahead in life. Be here all week. No. You see, Joshua spoke to the sun and told it to stand still. God didn't tell the sun. Joshua did. Kim and I have spoke to, to storms. 
and, and watch the rain stop so I could finish mowing my yard. You might say, well, that's selfish. I don't know, maybe it is, but I need to get my yard mowed because my week was full. You see, this is a say covenant. You say to the mountain, not you think, I'm going to just do by the power of thought. No, the enemy cannot read your mind. God knows your mind. He's omniscient, but the enemy doesn't. That's why you have to say. That's why you have to bind with your mouth. You have to say. You have to loose. You have to take authority. You have to pray. You have to show up at the fight. All of these things are connected, but it's up to you to do your job. Tell the mountain to move. Your home can flourish. You can have more in your account than just to get through till the next week. You can have your family be restored. You can have peace in your home. What are you saying? Well, I say it for one week and then I negate it the next week. Then stop negating. Bind, loose, say, believe. Now, I'm just going to tell you the, the gist of this and then I'm going to finish this because it's 1042 and we got another service at 11. This is what happened. These five kings that came against the, the, the people of God in Joshua, they were wimps. They went and hid in a cave. This is how the story goes. I don't remember reading this. All I remember before was the sun stood still when I grew up and, and all that. But this part of the story, I want to tell you, they, they went and they hid in the cave. They see him go in the cave and Joshua says, put some stones in front of the cave. Keep them in there. So he did. So then all the, all the hail happens and they, they get all the enemy. Then he goes, get them out. You know, you already know, this isn't going to be good for these five guys. But they get them out and he gets them out here and he has them lay on the ground. And he has then the, God's people take their foot and put it on the necks of these kings. Symbolically, how many know where the enemy is supposed to be with you? He's supposed to be under your feet. Sometimes we just give him place and he doesn't need place. He'll take it if you give it to him. But I think it's time you give him notice. I think it's time you told him where he, uh, he doesn't stand. Lay down there. Put your foot on his neck. And that's what happened. These, ki- these kings got destroyed. And, and God s- sent this wave of, oh my goodness, this is God. And people there that wouldn't serve God now are like, oh, we don't want to mess with that. Can I tell you? God has a plan for you, and strategically, he's setting it up. Isn't it time you got on board? Sometimes we resist what's going on because we just want to do things our way. We want to say, I want to move this, and I'm guilty of that, so I'm not sitting here pointing fingers at anybody. I'm just saying, but what I'm telling you is this. If we allow God to do what God does, and God does everything well, how many knows that God does everything well? So if things don't go well, you know, and, and, and messed up, God didn't mess it up. Probably I had a hand in it. Not in yours, but mine. So let's just do what God says. Let's show up to the fight. Let's speak to the mountain. Start saying this. I decree and declare that God is in control of my life. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I'm anointed. I'm qualified. I'm powerful. I'm on divine assignment. The anointing of the Lord is upon my life. I might have limped in here, but thank God I'm leaping on my way out. God has strategically placed me. How many will believe that today? Do not let the enemy have ground that you've given him. Go get it back. If nothing else, picture yourself with some oil at your house and just saying, okay, we're flinging this. God has got great plans for you strategically. Listen to him. Show up to the fight. Take the people that will fight. Pray. Speak to the mountain. Do your part. 
watch the mountain move. Father, in Jesus' name, as we just give you the praise, I thank you, God, for what you're doing in our midst today. I thank you, Lord, for how you're moving, how you're touching our hearts. I pray, God, that as we have received today, that we walk out of here today, strategically, you'll give us a next step. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to encourage you, this is your time. If you've never received Christ as your Savior, you'd like to for the very first time, or maybe you've done it over and over again, but you just want to commit that back to Him. I get it. It's okay. There's no shame in that. But I'm believing with you that God is just like that strategic, just like those chess pieces. He's moving you. He's telling you. You're going to obey. But first of all, let's get Him right in His rightful place in your mind or your heart. That's you. I want you to put your hand up. I want to pray with you today. Yes. Yes. Let's say this. Jesus, I'm all yours. You're all mine. Today, I'm going to do exactly what you say. My past is past. My future is yours. I give it to you. Come into my heart. Forgive me for my sins. You're my Savior. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Stand to your feet. Give your neighbor a high five. I want to remind you after second service, growth track, second service, growth track is in the room to my left, to your right. Um, think about life groups. If you'd like to start one, you'd like to host one, or just join one, they're going to be out next week, and you'll be able to go. There is going to be a, a Bible study, uh, 50 and over. Uh, those that want to do that for, I think it's Lee Strobel's, the, the cause or case for Christ. Uh, and that's going to happen right here at TLC campus um, on a Tuesday, I think. But that, they'll be out there to talk to you about that. Um, and we're just glad that you're with us. So we're going to receive our offering today. And uh, there's, you're, you'll see on the screen there's different ways to give. Because of your generosity, you know, we're able to help third world countries with shoes and water. Uh, we help local places like Salvation Army and different places like that. Because of your generosity, we've been able to help some families that had some things happen. They were out of their control. We were able to pay for hotel stay, and, and uh, they lost electricity, and all their food spoiled. That's no good, right? We were able to replenish all of that because God has used you to give to that. So we are just very thankful for that. Just be obedient, and you can't go wrong. Father, in Jesus' name, we love you. We give you our finances. They're all yours anyway. Anoint them, multiply them. They're in your kingdom now. In Jesus' name, amen.